Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the debrief from the business of fashion, where each week we go deep on our most popular BOF professional stories with the correspondents who created them. I'm Lauren Sherman. These days, if you work in fashion or simply live for it, there's no escaping TikTok. The video platform's fast pace and unfiltered vibe has given rise to fashion trends like the weird girl and coastal grandma aesthetics and offered a place for emerging fashion critics to have their voices heard. Brands, too, have embraced TikTok, moving advertising dollars away from Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as its popularity has exploded. But what's the ROI? Today, I have with me BOF contributor Chantal Fernandez and BOF technology correspondent Mark Bain, who have both recently written stories on TikTok's rise. Mark and Chantal, thank you so much for being here, Chantal. I'm so happy to have my my former work wife on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so fun to do this. It's been fun listening to the debrief. So I'm excited to be here. So we've been covering TikTok for the last couple of years, but I'd say the last six months, it's really become a much bigger part of our coverage and a much more important platform for the brands that read BOF and the influencers and just everyone involved in the fashion industry. Chantal, can you talk a bit about what is happening with TikTok and why it's so important at the moment? The platform's popularity right now is undeniable and it really exploded in popularity during the beginning of the pandemic. And I think for the fashion community, even just a year ago, it was seen as a place for dancing teenagers, a place to just maybe experiment with some marketing strategies or content, not a place to be taken as seriously as a platform like Instagram which has had such an influence on this industry and how it communicates with customers or influencers over the last decade. But now we've definitely reached a tipping point. It was the most downloaded app in the world last year and continues to be. That's according to data from Sensor Tower. It has more than a billion global users. That's still quite far behind Instagram and Facebook in terms of a total audience But what's really scary for competitors like Meta is the rapidly growing amount of time that people are spending on TikTok because its algorithm is so entertaining. Some people would say addictive, but it's very good at recommending videos that interest people and keep them there. And it's just been growing and growing at a very fast rate. There's a really interesting report from this firm, DataEye, looking at the average hours on social per month outside of China, 
TikTok went from an average of four hours in 2018 to 20 hours in 2021. For comparison, the time increase on Instagram during the same period was nothing compared to that. It's like it's a huge jump. Instagram went from eight hours on average in 2018 to 11 hours in 2021. So it's just the speed at which it's gaining popularity is unprecedented. It's pretty, pretty wild. So we know that TikTok is addictive and consumers are obsessed with it. You had some really great examples of fashion brands and creators who are also obsessed with this platform. Can you talk about why other than the fact that there are a lot of consumers on there and you can get a lot of eyeballs? Now it's a place where a lot of culture is happening. Even outside of fashion, just take a look at the recent discourse in newspapers and on Twitter about quote unquote quiet quitting, which started on TikTok. All these ideas are coming out of this platform. And one of the people I spoke to who really felt that pull was the designer Joseph Altazara. I spoke to him for my story for BOF because he had just posted a couple of videos that were about a day in his life. It was very personal and intimate in a way that I hadn't seen from him on Instagram. And I was surprised by it. And it's really interesting. He had started posting on TikTok at the encouragement of a chef who works for his family, who herself had gone viral on TikTok, documenting her life as a private chef in the Hamptons. And then one day she like revealed that her client was Joseph and encouraged him to start posting. And it's just in one example, but he told me how he felt a lot less pressure for his content to perform or look a certain way or be polished. And it was just fun and refreshing in a way that he hadn't experienced on social media before. A lot of people feel that way. Mark, you recently wrote specifically about advertising on TikTok. What did you hear from brands about why they are shifting more spending to that platform? So TikTok is the sort of place you just have to be there. Somebody compared it to like not being on Facebook when Facebook was blowing up or Instagram. You really just have to have a brand presence there at this point. However, the returns on paid ads are actually not great yet from the brands and experts I spoke to. I got data from this one company. It's an analytics platform called Measured. They work with a lot of fashion brands, D2C brands, and from based on the data they've collected across these brands, for every dollar spent in advertising on TikTok in June of 2022, just to take one example, they saw a median return of about 52 cents. So actually a negative return. So they're getting less out than they put in right now. What is the ROI for an ad on TikTok? Can you click through? Is there conversion? Like what do they consider successful? How is that return number determined? So Measured specifically uses a testing methodology. They came up with a way to measure the incremental sales that come from running ads across different platforms. Kind of the traditional way you do this is what they call last touch, which is if you clicked through from a Facebook ad and made a purchase, then Facebook claimed that entire purchase as its own. What they do is they actually do testing, essentially. They'll withhold an ad in a certain geography or something, see how that affects sales. And based on this, they believe that they can see the incremental sales, not just like what the last touch was that led to the purchase, but essentially how all the ads across these platforms, how effective they are. And from what they've seen, yeah, TikTok is still kind of lagging behind. 
I asked why, obviously. And the reason isn't anything really spectacular other than that TikTok's pretty new. Facebook and Instagram have been building their ad platform for more than a decade now. So the way they not only serve ads to users, but also facilitate users going through and buying stuff is pretty sophisticated, whereas TikTok just isn't there yet. So the feeling is like the short-term returns just aren't really there. However, if you're thinking about a long-term strategy, you kind of still have to be on TikTok. Do you think it also has to do with the fact that there isn't a place to really linger on TikTok? The founder of the handbag brand, Hammett, talked to me about this. That was actually basically his theory for why the returns on TikTok ads aren't great yet. He described it as like thumb scrolling. And he's like, you're just zipping through these videos on TikTok. And if something doesn't grab you immediately, you just zip past it. And if something smells like an ad, you zip past it. Whereas he he said you can get thumbstuck, I think is how he put it, on Instagram and on an ad much more easily. That's part of the factor. I think brands are also just in the process of figuring out how to make ads on TikTok work. It's a video that you have to make really engaging, as engaging as any other piece of content. Chantal, on the influencer side, influencers are not only doing sponsored content, but a lot of these people are moving their businesses from Instagram and more towards TikTok. We saw legacy influencers. I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but someone like Brian Boy, who's been around since he had a live journal in 2004. So he's kind of moved from platform to platform to platform. He's had success on TikTok, but how are you seeing the Instagram stars move over to that platform? And are they doing sponsored content differently? What do they need to do to adapt and make sure their audience follows them over there or they gain a new audience? Many of them are gaining a new audience because it's a different group of people that are encountering them there. One of those legacy people that you could characterize is Ami Song, who's someone I spoke to for my story, and she's been a content creator since way before Instagram. She's been doing this for a long time and across different platforms. And she was talking about how on TikTok, she's reaching people who have never seen or heard from her before. And she's had to switch up her approach because the platform is more about performance or humor. And a lot of what her most popular videos have been about her family or sillier things that you wouldn't see her post on Instagram. But Instagram is still sort of the top priority channel for a lot of the brands that work with her because her audience there is older, is more likely to be interested in buying a designer handbag than the audience that she has on TikTok. So that difference is still really important. She can see that the engagement on her main feed posts on Instagram has gone down in recent years. And obviously TikTok is where a lot of the energy and attention is, it was essential for her to go onto that platform, but Instagram is still plays a big role for her. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In your story, Chantal, you likened if Instagram is the new magazine, TikTok is the new television. How does YouTube factor into all of this? I also was messaging with Brian Boy for this story, and and he has obviously had a lot of success on TikTok because I think it really works for his personality, which lends itself to humor and performance versus Instagram, much like magazines especially in the initial rise of the platform, the type of content that did well there was sort of these dramatic photo shoots and picture-perfect scenes. And that kind of content doesn't work as well on TikTok. It's rougher. It's more casual. That's what people really respond to, and that's what can explode. And there's also the other factor that on TikTok, you can be posting your first video and go viral. Like there is a sort of a level playing field in that sense where anything could happen. You don't have to put in months and months of work and traveling to beautiful destinations as an influencer to grow that platform. You could do it from your bedroom. And if your personality engages with people, it could really hit. And I think YouTube, someone like Ami uses as well for longer form video content, deeper stories. I don't think it has the same level on TikTok where you can really reach new people very suddenly. Like they have to get to you through the algorithm still, but on TikTok, that access point happens much faster. Mark, did YouTube come up in in your reporting and how people are using the different platforms, brands or creators? Actually, the Pew Research Center just released some really interesting data on how U.S. teens use social media. And YouTube was actually by far the platform they used most ahead of Instagram and TikTok. There are tons of teens on there. But I have asked brands about using YouTube, and especially for like ads. And it's a challenging one. The thing that I heard was like, it's kind of a tough nut to crack because it's a little hard to figure out how those ads are performing. You can't really like click through from a YouTube ad to like a product page or something, but also because of the way Google's ad platform works, it's just harder to track. And so I think brands are there and they're experimenting, but it hasn't really become a platform for like fashion brands the same way that like Instagram and now TikTok are. I've recently become a person who watches influencers on YouTube at night for about 20 minutes before I go to bed. I have my whole crew of French girl style and guys in Japan going about their day. I find it so fascinating. It's very different from TikTok, very different from Instagram, but it's almost like watching linear TV. It feels like a huge opportunity, but I guess if brands haven't figured it out over the last 15 years, they may not ever put that much effort into figuring it out. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it's certainly not going away. It's a big opportunity, it seems, but maybe it is more like television where we'll see brands running their weird perfume commercials and that kind of stuff on it. They show their fashion shows and that kind of thing, like longer form content, but I suspect there's also a big challenge there. If you're doing something on YouTube, 
I mean, it's, it's hard enough to do video compared to photography as it is. You have all these additional factors, like instead of one still shot, you need a lot more raw material. You have to do sound. If you're doing a YouTube video, you probably need a full script. It's not like a 15 second video on TikTok. I imagine it's also just a much bigger challenge to really make engaging content on that platform. So how do you all feel like this is going to shake out? We saw, I don't know how, I guess this is about 10 years ago, the migration from blogs to Instagram, not only for consumers, but also for creators. And it was very, very clear and it happened pretty quickly. And it was obvious if you wanted to have an audience, you needed to be on Instagram. Blogs didn't matter as much. It doesn't feel like people are going to abandon Instagram the way that a lot of these creators, some of them still have blogs, but a lot of them just stopped blogging unless they were posting an announcement or something and all of their content sponsored or not went onto Instagram. Do you see it fragmenting more in this next phase where you have content for a bunch of different platforms? Or do you think that people are moving so far into TikTok that few years from now, TikTok's going to be the main platform and they'll be trying to fend off the next guy the way Instagram is right now? I think from a creator perspective, it depends. A lot of the people I've spoken to want to create content for all these platforms, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and it's a lot of work for them and it's tough, but they feel like it's important to show up on all these platforms. And maybe one of them is how they started or is their true love, whether that's YouTube or Instagram. But I think it's going to continue to become more fragmented and also depend on your audience and your age. If you have an older audience and you want to have a different kind of conversation with them, maybe Instagram is a better platform for you. This reminds me of one of a really interesting thing I spoke to for my story to this woman, Stacey McCormick from Aerie. And she said that that brand, which is sort of an intimates and activewear sister brand to American Eagle, they think of their Instagram feed as a curated brand platform and that people are more likely to go there to just see what Aerie has than they would to go to the website. So in some ways, maybe Instagram is sort of replacing that blog or that .com for people. And it's that base. Everyone's, many people have their TikTok connecting back through to their Instagram because that's where they can link up outfits easier or that kind of stuff. So I think they work together in a way and the TikTok popularity is going to continue, but I don't think Instagram is going to go away. I very much agree with that. Brands are going to find as they're creating content specific to each channel. You already see them doing that in a variety of ways, like what brands post on Pinterest is not the same as what they post on Instagram or what they post on TikTok. Although with the rise of reels on Instagram, there's a lot more overlap there these days. One thing I do see happening, and this is, I think, clear from TikTok and the shifts we've seen at Instagram, is what users see when they log on is going to be based a lot less on who they follow and a lot more on what the algorithm has determined to be really engaging. Michael Mignano, he was the former head of talk audio at Spotify, wrote a blog post about this recently. He called it basically the end of social media, where your social graph used to define what you saw 
his theory, and I think what we're seeing play out is that's not really the case so much anymore. Now it's recommendation media and TikTok being a great example of this, like Chantal mentioned, like you can show up, post one thing and it happens to go viral because it's really good, even if you have barely any followers. Instagram has made clear that that's one of the things about TikTok that they're really trying to copy here. And I think we're going to see that more and more. And that in itself is going to pose some challenges to brands and creators just because suddenly it's not just about having the biggest follower count. It's how does every single piece of content stand out in this massive sea of content? It really does come down to the fact that every brand is a media brand now. And this just really crystallizes that. Chantal, I feel like a lot of your coverage over the years has been about this evolution. Yeah, the demands on brands to create content for not just these different social media platforms, but then if they're selling on Amazon or on Sephora, their images have to be created and cut and cropped and submitted in all of these different ways. Like the content demands on brands are just escalating and escalating. And it's not just images and videos. For example, I was speaking to this person named Brian Vaughn for this TikTok story that I did for BUF. And he was talking about the importance of brands commenting on TikTok not even on videos about them, but just showing up in the TikTok commenting community because that's a really big part of the platform. And it's a way to sort of align yourself with videos that connect to a brand's values or aesthetics or whatever. And now you need someone who works for you who's commenting on random things on TikTok. And it's just like escalating constantly. And then we're also seeing stuff like Twitch, the live streaming platform that started out being really focused on gamers and still is, but a lot of brands have been moving on there. Like beauty brands have actually done really well there and they have to do these live streams. The content demands are just multiplying. I just moderated a panel at an NRF conference out here in Southern California. And Mark, I think we discussed this about Aloe Yoga being on Roblox. And I had signed up for Roblox and amazing experience of being on this video game and doing a yoga class. It was super interesting as someone who has played video games probably five times in my entire life. But that's another thing. It's just so much. It, it makes your head explode. But thank you both so much for being here. This was super fun. I love chatting with you always, Mark and Chantal. Please tell me you'll return. Of course. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much, Lauren. You have been listening to The Debrief, produced and edited by Emma Clark, Kate Vartan, and Eric Bria in the BOF studio. I'm Lauren Sherman, and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thanks so much for joining us, and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can join BOF Professional today with an exclusive 25% discount on an annual membership covering key industry topics from sustainability to technology to marketing with access to our case studies, live events, and iOS app. To get this special offer and benefit from 25% off of a membership, head to the link in the episode show notes or enter the coupon code DEBRIEF at checkout. Visit businessoffashion.com slash memberships. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.